You're listening to The Mom Inspired Show, episode 220 with Lindsay Young. Welcome to The Mom Inspired Show. I'm your host, Amber Sandberg, and this show is created to inspire, encourage, and add a little extra fun to your day. Hey, you guys, I'm super excited that this episode made the best of list. So what I like about it is with Lindsay Young, and it was part of a series that I did, and this was episode 188. So if you missed that series, it was a COVID series that I did. Um, I had several moms come back on the show, kind of just share their journey on what it's been like for COVID and how they're kind of, you know, navigating it and, and whatnot and what their challenges were and whatnot. So if you feel like you want to listen to that, make sure to go back, um, and check that out. So again, this was from 188. Um, but this was with Lindsay Young and we were kind of just talking about taking care of ourselves and, you know, from sleeping well and carving out time for ourselves and taking care of our gut and, you know, with taking probiotics and all these other things in a nutshell. And so clearly people really love this episode. So I thought this would be really good to listen to going into 2021. So I hope you guys really enjoy this episode and uh, make sure to share this with your friends, especially the friends that are really struggling to kind of take care of themselves and um, put themselves first at times. Because we all know that, you know, when we're doing better, our whole household is doing better. If we're struggling, everything kind of just goes downhill, you know, and um, that's why moms need to need to stay healthy. And, um, you know, and if they can have the best, um, thought process and just feel good and, you know, feel rested. It just makes such a huge difference. So I hope you guys enjoy this episode. So with my favorite things segment today, I wanted to talk about sleep. So we talk about sleep in this episode. Um, I do know that some of you guys, uh, struggle with getting to sleep and a lot of people use melatonin. Um, I have found this product that's called sleep remedy and I started using it because the melatonin that they put in is such a low dose. Um, and that's what I was looking for. Um, and they use vitamin D magnesium and tryptophan and some other great, um, ingredients in here. So I wanted to mention this to you guys because some of you might be wanting to get away from melatonin or, you know, you feel like, uh, this is too much. I don't want to use this amount. And I find that I don't feel groggy taking it. And the serving size is three um, uh, pills or whatever you want to call them. I only take one. So I say, start with the minimum and see how you feel. And then if you have to add, then go ahead and add. But I say, hey, if you can get by with less, that's awesome. So my... um, my container lasts me so much longer because I only use one. Um, so what I wanted to talk about though too is um, they're also created a kid's version. I know there's kiddos out there that really struggle to sleep and people are giving them mel- melatonin. So again, their melatonin is so low um, and it's just a perfect formula for them. And um, if you guys are wanting to try this, I do have a promo code that you can use and it's mom inspired show. I will put the link in here so that you can use it. Um, you get 10% off. Normally you have to subscribe and save to get the 10% off. And this way you can just get that 10% discount, same discount um, with the one-time purchase. So I will put all of this in the show notes or you can find it in um, my email that you get every week with the newest episode. If you don't subscribe, go to mominspiredshow.com and enter your name and email. That way we'll be at your fingertips tips um, every week. All right, let's go to the show. Hey, Lindsay, thank you so much for coming back on the show today. I'm so excited to be here with you today. Thanks for inviting me. Of course. So I like to ask travel questions from my icebreaker, but I have decided yeah. to change it up during, you know, 
COVID. And since we're doing the series, um, I wanted to ask everyone, what is the first thing that you want to do when the quarantine is lifted? Oh my gosh. So I wish that I could say something really admirable, but honestly, I want to just go get my nails done. <laughs> I hear you. I get That's it. That's what I want to do. Yeah. I mean, of course, like I want to go to church. I want to hug my girlfriends. Um, I want to go to a grocery store and just like browse. Peruse. And not yeah. Like mm-hmm. I have, yes. I yeah. just want to peruse. I don't yeah. want to like get in and get out. Yeah. But really. I also just want like an hour to myself to go get my nails done. And yes. have someone like, help me with my cuticles. (laughs) I hear you. And you know what? I was going to get a pedicure before all this happened. And I was like, I should have done it. (laughs) Because it was already bad. And I'm like, Oh, wow, this is really bad now. So um, yeah, yeah. Uh, People uh, just to fill you in some people are saying they want to go on date nights, like that's kind of what they want to do, you know, get out, have a meal. Um, That's been a struggle for me. It's just like making the meals around the clock and just not, you know, going somewhere and then having somebody wait on you. And I don't know, it just sounds dreamy. So for you, it's though, nice. it's your nails. I totally get it. <laughs> I get it. Yeah, uh, My um, husband and I have been doing date walks, nice. like leaving the kids at yeah, home and yeah. date walks. And it's yeah. been a little like a little bit of alone couple time. That yes. So yes. That won't work for people who have like three year old and no, a five month old. be like, okay, not. can you watch the baby? <laughs> You just call me on my phone, okay? (laughs) Yes. And that's where it does, you know, and we were saying this before we started recording, is it's very different for everyone depending on their life phase of where their kids are, right? Like it's going to be challenging in some ways if they're older, challenging in some ways that they're younger and vice versa, easier and all that kind of stuff. So um, that's why I wanted to have different moms come on, just kind of pick your brain and, and just kind of like, you know, I hope that's like people resonate with certain moms, you know, they may not resonate across the board, but I'm hoping they resonate with a handful of you guys and, and kind of just, you know, can be like, ah, oh, I want to get my nails done too. <laughs> I'm not alone in this. Um, So anyways, let's get started. Um, For those that missed um, your episode that you were on before with me, share with us your name and where you live, how many kids you have and how old they are. Yes. So my name is Lindsay Young. I am recently relocated to the Boise, Idaho area. I live just outside of Boise. We were in Southern California the last time that you and I spoke. Yep. Um, and my kids are 12, 7, and 5. Yes. See, that's where it helps to have that 12-year-old right there to leave. Yes. Yeah. 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 (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I wanted to pick your brain. Uh, How is homeschooling going? You know, is it stressing you out? Or do you feel like you've got this and you're in your rhythm? Or do you just kind of feel like a bunch of emotions every single day? It's been hard. It's been really hard. Um, And when we were talking earlier, I was like, I don't even really know how to answer. When people ask me, how's it going? How are you doing? I almost don't know how to answer (laughs) that question right now. Yeah. Um, But it, I think just because it's hard doesn't mean that it's still not going well or it's still not serving its purpose. Right. One thing that's been very helpful for me mentally to keep reminding myself of is that we really like our main goal, of course, is to have these kids be ready to go into their next grade level next year. And if that takes us until the end of the summer to get them to that point, sure. then that's still fine. And if we end up doing half of what we need to do each day and just extending this out 
that, that that's okay. It doesn't, it doesn't have to look perfect. Um, fortunately I have a 12 year old who's pretty internally motivated and mm. that's great because the things that he probably would need help with, I wouldn't know how to do. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, Those are challenging. Then, <laughs> yes. But, but you know, like I was, I was born in 84. So trying to teach common core. Oh yeah. Like those concepts. Like now I have a second grader. I'm like, this is really hard because yeah. the way she's not learning. Yes. Not the way that I learned how to yeah. solve math. Problems. Right. Oh yeah. So I almost feel like the second graders were harder been more difficult. Um, just for me to kind of feel like I'm actually helping her. Yeah. Um, and then I have one going into kindergarten next year and his pre-K sent us home with homework to do as well. And I want him to be kindergarten ready and yeah. all of his work is of course very hands-on yes. and I work, I work from home. My husband's working full-time from home. So it's definitely a juggling act trying to feel like we're giving the kids what they deserve and also not letting too many other balls drop. Yes, I totally understand that. And, um, you know, Serena's in kindergarten, which I'm kind of bummed that her kindergarten's kind of getting all mm-hmm. messed up. And, mm-hmm. you know, when she went to school, I realized how much she actually learned going to school. Like, I was always impressed. I was like, wow, I'm like, she is learning so much. And then now she's stuck with me as her teacher, which I'm like, mm-hmm. this is not good. <laughs> I'm like, this is not good at all. I was not meant to be a kindergartner teacher. And so um, I like the idea of giving yourself that grace to go to the end of the summer. I mean, I know kids don't want to do schoolwork in summer, but at the same time, if you're like, yelling at your kids. I'm not saying you're yelling, Lindsay, but if people are yelling at their kids or it's just like so stressful trying to cram in everything every day uh, before summer break starts, you know, kind of, you know, evaluate, like maybe this isn't working. Maybe we need to cut down on the hours and just let it go longer if that works for everyone. So I like that you mentioned that for people because I'm sure that could benefit someone out there that's listening to this really struggling, trying to like get in all the hours. Um, I know that you said it's been hard to answer the question. And it is so true that you were saying something could be hard, but that doesn't mean that it's kind of not going well or the way that it should be going, even though it could be, you could feel sad and whatnot. So I asked you specifically about homeschooling, but I am curious about yourself in regards to all of this. And, you know, I, I do notice when I'm talking to moms, especially doing the series that, um, you know, they're kind of all over the board with how they're feeling. And if I would have caught a mom at week one of quarantine, I feel like it is very different than catching them during this week, which we're weeks in now. And, um, and kind of like we were talking before, it's like the stages of grief. So where do you feel like you're landing right now in regards to how you're feeling? Um, and I understand that we kind of feel everything almost every mm-hmm. day, but majority wise, where do you feel like you're feeling at this moment? Yeah, I feel like I'm starting to settle in a little bit out. I feel like I'm a little bit past that initial panic anxiety mm-hmm. that I felt like we kind of got catapulted into survival mode. Yeah. And I really felt that on a visceral level. Mm-hmm. Like I felt adrenaline. I felt, um, a lot of anxiety and fear popping up. And it feels like weeks into this now that I have a little bit more of a perspective of, okay, this is, we're not in survival mode. We now are figuring out a way to, to kind of thrive and, and still, um, just do well during this time, even Mm -hmm. though it's 
presented us with a set of challenges. So I know one way that I can always kind of check in with myself is with my morning journaling. And I was looking back at some of my journal entries from three and four weeks ago, and I had very much shifted into, um, you know, to that survival and just like, um, I was looking back at some of my affirmations that were, you know, just reminding myself, like, you are the mom that, that your kids need right now. Um, you find joy in all situations. Like I was really talking to myself, um, about just getting from day to day. Mm -hmm. And now I feel like I have a little bit of a little bit more long-term perspective. Like, okay, now what are we looking into next week and the week after that? And just a little bit more of an ability to see past the next day. Yeah, I I agree. I do feel like I I don't think we can live in survival mode this this long, right? Mm-hmm. Like I, that's not going to serve us very well. So, um even though we don't like it and not to say that it's not hard, right? Um I think we do have to shift out of that and figure out how do we best thrive in this even though this is not a situation that we picked this is not a situation that we may even like um but to just be in survival you're going to be burning out like your adrenals and all that stuff which we're going to jump into the health part um in a few minutes but you know i feel like a lot of people weren't sleeping because i think they were mm-hmm. so ramped up with adrenaline and just worry so eventually you're going to tap out right so i i don't think it's healthy to kind of stay in that mode um uh, granted uh, I am not a first responder and on the front line. So um, for those people, I do feel like they can't, they don't have the luxury to kind of be like, well, you know, I'm just going to be a little bit more laid back or whatever. They're going to have to be, you know, a little bit more on guard and all that kind of stuff. And it's a very different situation. And so um, I like, though, that you noticed because you were journaling. And I think that's so smart too to journal during this time frame, so that you mm-hmm. can look back and go, wow, I have come like, a ways from where I was before, because you may not recognize that day to day. But if you look back, I like that you could see that in your writing. Yeah. So I wanted to ask you, um, once this gets lifted, and we go back to normal life, are there any changes, though, that you have seen for the positive that you would like to implement in your life? Um, It could be about you or it could be about your family as a whole. Yeah, gosh, the thing that has really stood out to me is my opportunity to do less. Um, I think that thinking about myself owning a business and even the things I do in my house and as a mom, that I often get caught up in um, my badge of productivity and feeling um, like busyness is somehow serving me. And this has really forced me to like focus on the few things that are going to get me the most traction, whether that's like in our house, in my marriage, my relationship with my kids, my business. And so it has been a really great opportunity to do less and realize that the world has not crumbled around me. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that's one lesson I'm really going to take out of this is just really checking in and um, looking at the different things that are filling my day and seeing how necessary all of those things are. Yeah, I love that. And I do feel like that is a common theme that I'm noticing with a lot of moms that Mm -hmm. they're realizing Mm -hmm. they're filling their time up too much. There's not enough white space. They're go, 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 go. And it might not be benefiting the family. Um, But they thought that that was maybe the right thing to do at the time. And then when you have to pull that really back, you kind of think, well, you know, maybe I don't need to do that. So um, it's been interesting to hear what people say. And that seems to be the common answer. Um, Mm -hmm. So the reason why I wanted you come on the show 
is because I wanted to talk, I wanted to talk to you about just kind of like health stuff and not just physical mm-hmm. health, but mental health. And um, I think it's so important right now to be taking care of ourselves. And even when the quarantine is lifted, we still want to stay healthy, especially since most likely we this will never go away. Um, so my right. goal is not for people to just try to get healthy now and do healthy habits now and then let it all go out the window when life returns back to normal. So I want to encourage moms to really think about what are the routine, the routines um, to live the healthiest life. So when this comes about again, they're not like, oh my gosh, I should have better prepared. You know, why wasn't I trying to do this before and all that stuff and laying down a really good foundation. So I know there's a few things that you really like doing to kind of promote health. So why don't you go over those things with us? Yeah, absolutely. And I really appreciate that you have this big picture view of what's going on right now, because I think a lot of people haven't quite come to terms with that, that, (laughs) like, Hey, this isn't going anywhere. And Mm -hmm. just like, you know, swine flu is still around. H1N1 is still around. Like there are so many viruses in our world and this isn't the first one. This isn't the last one. And it's a really great reminder and an opportunity to reflect on like, okay, what am I doing diet and nutrition and lifestyle wise that, um, that I can improve upon and just having this opportunity to like, not only have this kind of come to Jesus moment, but also have the opportunity to have our world shut down to give us perhaps a little bit more space to implement some of these things that can best support our immune system. And one of the things I just love about health and nutrition is that like it is all so cyclical and every system impacts one another. Like there are not things within our health that are um, just done in a vacuum, right? Like our sleep impacts our gut health. It impacts our mood. It impacts our digestion. Um, Stress has um, impacts every system in our body, right? So it's not as though we have these things that are kind of compartmentalized, but um, everything is connected, which I think is such a cool and empowering perspective to have that you have so many opportunities throughout your day to really put a vote towards better health. Um, Some of the really, really big things um, that I find are such huge needle movers. The first one is sleep. And it does not matter what you are doing um, with your food, with your exercise, with your stress management. If you're not sleeping, you're not going to be in optimal health. And you're certainly not going to have that really strong immune support that you need, especially right now when we've got this new virus that we're all going to be exposed to at some point. Um, And that's one thing I've really been focusing in with my clients over the last few weeks is, okay, sleep has not been a priority. It needs to be the number one priority right now. So what can we look at with our life? Like what are the things that are impacting us and allowing us to not get that seven to eight to nine hours of really restful and restorative sleep every night. Um, the hours of sleep that we get before midnight are actually even more healing, more powerful for our immune system and for healing. So there's a difference between sleeping like midnight to 8 a.m. or sleeping 10 p.m. to 6 a.m. Yeah. So and can get- I just say something really quick about that? Um, yeah. I So I have adrenal issues and I remember my functional doctor was like, if you can get to bed before 10 p.m., that is very ideal. And I've noticed over the years that if I stayed up late, went to a party or something, an event, and I got home, if I went to bed at 11 or 12, even if I got the same amount of hours of sleep, 
I did not feel rested as if I got that amount of time. And um, I was just like, that is so crazy. I'm like that, like you're getting the same amount of time, but there Mm -hmm. is something to that. And so um, I love that you are talking about that. And I think I've heard that it almost, I don't know if it counts as like an extra hour of sleep or something like that, like before is it 10 or midnight? I don't know. Like, it's like almost like you're gaining more sleep by going to bed yeah. earlier or something like that. Have you read something like that? Or do you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. And I'm not sure it's like the exact, exactly yeah. that it's double, right? but it's for sure, like it's worth it to get yeah. as much sleep before midnight as you can, because it's like exponentially better for you to have that sleep earlier. Do you know so, why that yeah. is though? Do you know, is it just the circadian rhythm of... I think Thanks. it's the circadian rhythm and some different hormone production that happens um, kind of, yeah, I would say if you look at the circadian rhythm as a whole, yeah. um, especially like the later we stay up, you almost get like a second wind yes. and suppresses melatonin um, uh, release and melatonin has so many different functions in our body for restore and repair. So I think it's just on a hormonal level, you really prime your body to be in that healing state as much before midnight as you can. Yeah, that makes sense. And I think that's why I had such a hard time when I had babies, um, because you obviously Mm -hmm. can't be like, um, mama sleeping Mm -hmm. from 10 to six. Um, And just getting up at that two and three o'clock hour was so brutal for me. And I think that's what also added the weight on for me, because it just, Mm -hmm. just getting up and then kind of like what you're saying, like, if you don't get your sleep, it really jacks up everything. For me, if I don't get enough sleep, I find myself wanting to eat more simple carbs and wanting the sugar. So then it creates this vicious cycle. So yeah. I'm totally and there with I, you on that. Yeah. And I really like when I work with the women in my groups, like my goal is to like, let's do as many things that, to make this as easy as mm-hmm. possible. Yeah. Right. Like when you're just trying to rely on willpower to get you through, to not have the afternoon munchies, like, okay, if we set you up for success, if you're getting good sleep, if you're eating your protein at the beginning of the day, if you've gotten a workout in, like that just makes it easy. Then you're not having to fight and just use willpower. Yeah. So yes, it is one of those things that makes all other health decisions easier. It has that really like beautiful cyclical effect. Yeah. So sorry. So I jumped in, but I was just so like, this is such a big deal that like I and I personally have experienced it. And I feel like some people think I'm crazy when I'm saying to them, like, because I feel like people make fun of me that I go to bed so early. Like people are like, what? Like you go to bed before 10 o'clock. I'm like, listen, if I am going to be the best Amber there is to my children, especially we're in quarantine, I have to go to bed. Totally. Totally. Yeah. And I mean, I feel like we could talk for hours just about the sleep because it's just so important and I can't emphasize it enough. Um, especially if you're trying to do all the things, like yeah. all the things are going to be easier if you're well rested. Yes. Um, and I love the, the three, two, one approach is something that I work on with my clients and that's to stop eating three hours before bed. So you're not going, you're not digest, digesting food while you're try, also trying to go to sleep to stop working two hours before bed um, and to try to shut down electronics at least an hour before bedtime. And that all has to do with circadian rhythm and melatonin production and really putting your body in a state for good restorative sleep. Yeah, I like that. That's a good that those that's a good breakdown to kind of like remember. Yeah, because you know, a lot of people want to eat right before they go to bed, you know, and mm-hmm. that's so not good for you because then your body has to yeah. kick in to digest all the food like you were saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, another thing that um, 
I think that people are talking about a lot and really trying to implement more during this time is daily exercise. And um, intense exercise actually can suppress the immune system. So I'm really advocating right now for more like moderate, gentle exercise, but a lot of consistency around it. Because when we exercise, we actually um, help create um, we, we strengthen the immune function of our body, like immediately, mm. we help to strengthen those cells in our body. So getting that daily exercise is a lot more important than maybe just like your one or two or three really intense workouts throughout the week. And I also feel like you and I were talking earlier about how like all the days kind of feel the same right yeah. now. Yep. So I think that there is an opportunity in that to develop a little bit of rhythm and routine around like your sleep patterns, your exercise patterns, which makes everything so much easier if it's like, okay, it's 7am. And now I do I, I, go, I go on a walk for 30 minutes, or I do 30 minutes of yoga or 30 minutes of weights to have that be like, part of the routine and rhythm of your day. Um, and especially if we're able to do some exercise outside, um, there are, I mean, I don't know if you have felt this, but like the impact and change in my mood when I'm able to be outside oh, every yes. single day, yeah, I notice for it sure. my kids and my husband, um, being outside, getting that fresh air, getting, um, vitamin D, um, and I also feel like just from a mental level, being outside and seeing that, um, like that nature is nature has not halted for the coronavirus. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like things are still blooming. Spring is still happening. That has made a really big difference in my mental attitude. When I'm outside every day, I'm like, all right, the world is not actually coming to an end. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like nature has not stopped. Um, so exercise daily is super, super important right now. Um, and then as much time as you can get outside is also really important for the immune system. I love that. Yeah, that is a really good point. And like we were just talking about that um, before that the temperature had dropped here in Nashville, it was really warm and then dropped. And I can tell that that does make a difference, right? And then if the sun is not out, and so it does help when it's sunny and feels good that you can just tell you're like, Oh, this feels so good. Um, but I would imagine you're still thinking get outside, even if it's not as warm as you like, and it's not sunny, yeah. just to get out in the fresh air. Yeah. Totally. And there's, I mean, you're, you're still absorbing vitamin D when you're outside, even when you think like, oh, there's cloud coverage and I'm not seeing the sun. Um, like we all know you can still get sunburnt on a cloudy day. Like yeah. there's still opportunity there to, to get that vitamin D. Um, and then also important for our circadian rhythm as well, which is going to help with that sleep at night. And that's one of the main things that I'm hearing from people is they're really having trouble sleeping right now and having a hard time maintaining those, like those daily rhythms and routines without the normal structure of work school. Yeah, yeah, that I, I I do feel like that is the biggest thing that I've been hearing is just people having a hard time sleeping. It, it probably is if I had a guess it's probably falling asleep because their mind is just going going mm -hmm. going. Um what are mm -hmm. some other things that you would recommend especially like with reducing stress and then we'll jump into a healthy diet. Mm, yeah. And it's so funny with stress. I mean this probably isn't funny, but I mean when I hear when someone tells me like, don't stress, stress is bad for you. I'm like, well, that's not really helpful. No. <laughs> that doesn't help me stress less just knowing that it's bad for you. Um, and so I think one thing that's really important is to just take note of what it is really that's stressing you out and where in your body you're experiencing that. Because when we are just, when we're just feeling that stress, but we can't really pinpoint where it's coming from and how it's impacting us, it has so much 
power. But when we're able to like, okay, like, let's figure this out. What is it that's really like, is it when I scroll Facebook? Is it when I watch the news conference? Like, what is it when I talk to my mom, like, really being able to figure out this is what causes me to feel more stress and kind of naming it like I like to write it out like this is what's causing the stress and then really tune in and figure out where are you feeling that in your body like is your jaw clenched are you hunching your shoulders Um, are you you know curling in like curling in a little ball and just a really kind of just this like exploring process of really figuring out that impact of stress on your body takes away so much of its power. And then it gives you the opportunity to figure out, okay, so maybe I set a timer, like maybe I scroll Facebook for five minutes, and then I'm done so that I'm really setting up some boundaries around the things that stress me out. Um, Because in a normal circumstance, we maybe have the ability to like, delegate a little bit, or, you know, hire someone to help us with something that's stressing us out. But that's different for the situation we're in right now. So we really have to take control about putting up boundaries around the things that are stressing us out. Um, And then I think more than ever, it's really important to have a proactive practice of helping build this resilience with stress. And that's going to look different for everyone. But our family has been loving doing meditations as a family. And even like my five-year-old is in on it. We do a sleep meditation every night before we put the kids to bed. And it has been so calming for our entire family. Um, So whether it's meditation or prayer or journaling or just some breath work, there are lots of apps that will just help you with your breathing because that's another thing that um, when we take control of our breath, it helps to really calm us down on um, like on on an entire level with our body, right? Like when we're in control of our breath, we're in control of so much. Yeah. So breath work is really powerful. Um, And I think just really setting up again, like some rhythms and routines around um, those little kind of anchors throughout your day of creating that stress resilience and creating some calm space for yourself goes a really long way in reducing that stress. Yeah, I totally agree. And I think that is a good point. Um, I started doing meditation at the beginning of the year. And um, I use Headspace. I love it. And um, there is a nighttime one on there. I haven't used it, but that might be a fun one. And my goal was to do it daily. So I've hit a hundred and I think I'm on 105 days in a row. So and I, you. thank you. Yeah. And I was not a meditation person. So if anyone's listening to this thinking, oh my gosh, I can't even do this. What I like about it is that they started off and you can do three minutes. So because that mm-hmm. doesn't seem so overwhelming to think like I'm going to be sitting here for what, 20 minutes. Um, so I really feel like that has been really great for me. And when I can do it in the morning when I get up, I will. And then, but I definitely try to do it at night before I go to bed. Um, and I just really think it helps calm the mind. So I definitely agree. And, and, um, my youngest has joined in on meditation sometime with me. It's really funny to watch her do it, but, um, (laughs) I, I should do, I should do the sleeping one with them. I think that would be really helpful. So I'm glad that you suggested that. And, and a lot of people have talked about prayer too, you know, just having that time in prayer, like whatever you feel comfortable with. So I'm glad that you mentioned that. Um, so as we, you know, start to close, what are some things that you really want people to know about having a healthy diet and really kind of building that foundation, um, to best, you know, protect themselves from getting sick in the first place. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So 
uh, one thing I've really been emphasizing with my clients right now is to take the pressure off of perfection right now and focus just on trying to give your body, like treating your body really well and looking at nutrition as a form of self-care. So not like um, thinking about foods that are banned or that you can't have, that you're not allowed to have, but really focusing on the foods that you get to put on your plate and you get to put in your body every day that are a vote towards health. So one really easy goal to have is this is like in our family, we talk about having eight servings of fruits and vegetables every day. So that might be like three servings of fruit and five servings of veggies, um, or we'll do six and two, but it's kind of a fun way to talk with the kids and get them thinking like, Oh, okay. I had carrots and cucumber with my lunch. That's two out of five. Now I only need three more. That's cool. Um, because like real food, as much as I love and do think it's important to supplement and take vitamins, um, and that there are a lot of benefits to strengthening your immune system with supplements. Like we have real food as an amazing form of health, like building capability, like our body was designed to use real food, um, to create our immune system and to build the foundation for good health. So getting like as many fruits and vegetables in as you can right now is super important. And it's okay if they're frozen or they're canned or they're jarred, it certainly doesn't have to be like walking out into your garden and picking everything fresh, but really just focusing on um, getting as much nutrition as you can from real food right now. And the three most important vitamins for your immune system are going to be vitamin C, vitamins B6, and vitamin E. So I'll run through real quick. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, vitamin C, we know a lot of like a lot of fruits and vegetables are vitamin C rich, especially berries, your citrus fruits, um, even a lot of vegetables like tomatoes, spinach, peas, broccoli, kale are really rich in vitamin C. Um, vitamin B6 and all of the B vitamins are really important for your immune system, but you're going to find those in like turkey, beef, pistachios, tuna, um, fish, pinto beans, avocado, um, all sorts of nuts and seeds, like sunflower seeds and sesame seeds. And then vitamin E as well is another antioxidant that's really um, helpful for the immune system. And that's going to be things, um, again, nuts and seeds like almonds, hazelnuts, sunflower seeds, different fruits and vegetables like mango, avocados, squash, broccoli, spinach, tomatoes. Um, I really think that if you're eating a lot of fruits and vegetables, you kind of can't go wrong with that right now. Yeah. And then also realizing or remembering, I know a lot of people are kind of catching on to how important gut health Mm -hmm. is right now. And that 80% of our immune system is in our gut. And gut health is not something that can be like acquired or cured overnight. And I think that that's encouraging because we know, like we talked about earlier, like this virus isn't going anywhere. We are all realizing, okay, I need to be building a strong terrain and becoming a healthy human so that. I can, when I inevitably come up against this, I can be one of those people that has maybe mild or no symptoms at all, right? Like we're seeing that across the board. People are mild, people are moderate, people are severe. We know that it has so much to do with comorbidities and underlying conditions. And if you're in really peak health, you're going to be able to handle this virus so much better. So um, gut health is really important to think about. And with gut health, kind of the simplest way to put it is that we have um, bacteria in our body. We are mostly made of bacteria, which is kind of gross to think about. (laughs) There's this balance of good bacteria and bad bacteria, and it's all alive. And we want to be doing what we can to 
fuel the good guys, to empower the good guys. So we want to make sure that we are eating prebiotic foods, which if you're eating lots of fruits and vegetables, that's going to be um, like a good way to, to fuel those good guys. And then we want to be adding to the good guys in the form of probiotic foods. So that's going to be like taking a probiotic supplement or eating things like um, sauerkraut, kombucha, miso, tempeh, um, probiotic yogurts, kimchi, pickles, all of those types of fermented foods, which are really easy to make on your own and really inexpensive to buy. <laughs> like I know that probiotic supplements, you can pay a lot for those, yeah. but a big jar of sauerkraut is really inexpensive. Right. Yes. <laughs> so, yep. um, and I know that people are turned off. Like I was like that. I did not like, I just did, did not grow up with a palate for those types of foods. So I swear, like if I can learn to like sauerkraut, anyone can, and there's no shame in like plugging your nose and taking your fork full <laughs> of sauerkraut and just saying like, okay, I'm a big girl and I'm going to choose health today and take my fork full of sauerkraut and feel good about that and move on. Um, so yeah, so that's, that's kind of a note on gut health there. And then, um, you know, and we do just need, I think, to be honest about the things that suppress our immune system as well. And it's not that we're never going to have those things, but just kind of keeping them in check, um, alcohol, um, caffeine, (laughs) sugar, those things definitely suppress the immune system. So just making sure that we're, we're focusing first on the things that are going to build health and then making sure that we're using moderation with the rest. Yeah, I really love that. And I do think that's such a key um, point. And I even did, um, I had someone on and we talked about gut health because it is so important. And I don't think people realize how important it is and how many issues come up because, um, you know, that we might be having gut issues and have no idea. And so we have leaky gut and, and all that kind of stuff. So I'm glad that you brought that up and, and simple ways um, to kind of help repair that. Um, my husband made his own sauerkraut, I don't know, a couple months ago. So and he eats that. Um, I too did not grow up on it. I can do it. It's just a matter of I forget at times. <laughs> so to eat the, the sauerkraut, <laughs> I know I probably thinking, oh, I should probably making make the kids start eating that so that they grow up thinking, yeah, this was normal for me to eat. Um, Uh Yeah, um, like myself and stuff like that. So um, Lindsay, we're at the end of the show, but I wanted to ask you, what is one thing that you've been doing for yourself um, to kind of really just help you get through this time? Yeah, so my husband and I have kept our morning routine. And I feel like that has been a lifesaver for me just still getting up early, you know, coming downstairs together, having our coffee, and then doing my, um, my journaling, reading my Bible, writing my affirmations, just having that like quiet time for myself in the morning. Um, Because the rest of the day, I can can never quite anticipate exactly how the rest of the day will go. So having that very predictable morning before the kids wake up has been just something I look forward to every day. Um, And then just being consistent with exercise every day and then getting outside. Like we do a two mile walk every evening as a family. And it's been a really nice time for my husband. And I know not everyone can, but it's been like, we have really made it a priority. I think it's helpful to get the kids out like one more time and then have that opportunity with my husband to really kind of 
connect like, okay, what went well today? What was a disaster about today? To have the opportunity to connect, I think has been, um, has been really special. So those are the the things that are helping to kind of keep me sane right now. Yeah. I'm curious, what time do you need to get up to feel like you have enough time, um, with your husband and then yourself before the kids get up? Mm, So normally I get up between five and five 30, but we've been sleeping in till six. That's okay. kind of been yep. our a little treat that we've been giving ourselves because we don't like we don't have super little kids that are early yeah. risers. Sure. So I'm guaranteed an hour and a half there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I know that's harder when you have like little ones that mm-hmm. are like I mean, I had that for years. Like if we got up, the kids would get up. Yeah. Like, they had like a sense that we yeah. were up at five yep. thirty. So they should be up too. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I'm grateful to be out of that. But I like no matter what our rhythm in life is or like the season of life we're in, I like an hour and a half in the morning before yeah. kids wake up. That That's makes sense. That's kind of my ideal. Yeah. My girls, man, they still want to get up seven. And I mean, they're up kind of before they know like they need to kind of just entertain themselves because they probably would be up and downstairs at 630. And I'm like, I am not getting up at five to have my hour and a half. I'm like, because this is ridiculous. And so um, anyway, so that's why I'm just curious what time you had to get up and Yeah, for me, just to have that time before people just start bombarding me with questions. I'm like, I need to think for myself before you start talking to me about everything you want in your day. Yeah, Yeah. and it's so cliche, but I really do need that time to fill my cup before I start giving to others. Yep. Well, I think because I think then you get irritated, right? And then you Mm -hmm. get resentful of them taking your time. So the thing that you can do is control when you get up, which then goes back to what time are you going to bed? So it's this full circle. (laughs) And so anyway, um, I appreciate you coming on the show today. It was so great to talk to you again. And I feel like you gave us a lot of of good information to think about, Um, not just for right now when the quarantine is happening, but like, what can we be doing, you know, in the summer and, and preparing for ourselves just to go back into flu, cold season, and, you know, the coronavirus will still be there. So it's not just a matter of you know, what can we do right this second? This is something to really start thinking about, you know, how do you want to start implementing these healthy habits for the future and the long haul? So thanks again for coming on the show. Yeah, thanks for having me, Amber. Hey, you guys, have you subscribed to the Mom Inspired Show email list yet? If you want to have discounts sent to your email and links to the books we discuss on the show, as well as all the guests' information, then you will want to subscribe. That way, every episode will show up in your inbox every Tuesday, and you won't have to go searching for the newest episode. It will be right at your fingertips. So just go to mominspiredshow.com and scroll down and enter your name and email, and you will be all set. See you next week.